and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hey. And today we are talking about season five, episode 16 of One Tree Hill, titled Cryin' Won't Help You Now, which, fun fact, is a song by Ben Harper. Oh. Hi, yes. Ben. I've heard, Hi, Ben. I've heard that name before. Yep. Hi, same. Ben. Same. Yes. So we open with Dan at the cemetery looking over Keith's grave, and we pan out to see that Dan is also placing his own gravestone next to Keith's. It's double in size with a giant-ass picture of his face on it, and it's... Yeah. <sighs> wow. See, everything he says about, I'm changed, I'm beat, I'm a better person now, I've really learned my lesson, is, like, completely negated by that one action that he took. Yes, uh-huh. with the lie on the front that said, loving <laughs> husband, father, and brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lie, lie, lie. Hello. Lie. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Um, then we cut to Jamie, who is asking uh, Nathan what's wrong with Grandpa Dan, you know, since he didn't come to his party and he wanted him to. And Jamie was bummed about him not coming. So Nathan finally tells him, you know, that old jersey that he got as a present, he got it from Dan. And Jamie is very happy about it. And Nathan then goes downstairs and finally tells Haley that Dan is dying. He has apparently and six Haley months to live. Party. <laughs> oh no, that's just me. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> and he has six months to live, and Nathan says um, his father actually seemed scared, so he's inclined to believe him. Um, and Haley's like, "Okay, well, what about Jamie and everything?" And Nathan says, "Even though Dan's dying, he's still not seeing Jamie. We're not doing that. We're great, Good. great, great." Then Brooke. Um, he is playing with Angie and talking with her about how she has her doctor's appointment tonight and how um, Millie is going to be watching her later while Brooke has this very important meeting. I'm sure with Macy's. Finally. <laughs> and just Finally. then Lucas comes in and he says, I'm ready for her appointment. And Brooke's like, what? And he's like, yeah, you said seven, right? She's like, 7 p.m., Luke, 7 p.m., <laughs> not 7 a.m., the fuck you doing here? He was ready. He was ready. We love that for him. Yes, yes. But Brooke does tell him that, you know, things are getting better. Angie is sleeping through the night. And just then we hear, we see Peyton come in saying, oh, my God, she had the best sleep ever. Um, <laughs> as she sees Lucas while she's in her Angels and Airwaves T-shirt. And it's very awkward for both of them. Oh, yeah. And Lucas just immediately leaves. And Brooke just teases them both because it's hilarious. Yes. Angel, Angels and Airwaves, though. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Love, 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 love. Yeah. Yes. Talk about a throwback. Right? Holy shit. There's some good music in this episode. There is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We will will talk about it. Yes. Then Lucas and Skills are at basketball practice. And they're like, where's Q? And Q finally comes in, you know, all casted up. And he's really sad and depressed. And so they call all the boys in. And they say, okay, here's the deal. Q can't play for six weeks but they'll have to step it up and make it to the playoffs so Q can then play uh, at the playoffs. And Q just gets frustrated and said and quits the team. He's like, yeah, bye. Goodbye. Sure. Yep, yep. Then Brooke uh, is feeding Angie, and Peyton 
is helping her with that. And she's like, ooh, squash and peas, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) And me when I feed babies. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this looks delicious. Uh Also, uh, okay, so there's so much product placement in this show, period. But that Uh Gerber's product placement for that food, that was, I don't know if either of you, like, have spent a lot of time around babies. I have four little siblings, and uh, Mm -hmm. that level three food that they were feeding her is absolutely chunky. It looks like fresh vomit, I can guarantee you. Because that is, like the most like that is the highest step before they start eating table food essentially that shit has whole chunks of carrots whole chunks of squash does look <laughs> like fresh vomit i guarantee you so that's uh, all i was thinking when i saw that jar i'm like oh god no like uh-huh. yeah yeah. yeah. But Peyton says that, you know, she is available to help with Angie. She's just been really busy getting the recording studio ready. And Brooke says, no, no, you're totally fine. You're busy. You did not sign up for this. I did. And I'm very happy to have the alone time with Angie. And but then they do start talking about how Lucas has kind of stepped up to help Brooke once in a while. And it's been nice to have him around. And Peyton then leaves as she's getting ready to record with Haley. Then Mouth is paid a visit by his boss, who is the new Alice. So I don't think he's going to sleep with this one, though. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Maybe see. Maybe in the go. HBO remake. Dear yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear God. <laughs> yeah. I know and... you and Alice were close. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. HBO remake. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Gross. Um, but uh, yeah. So his boss um tells Mouth, he's like, "Do you have a voodoo doll? Because the sports guy, um, he's very, very sick." And he can't do the, the three segments this weekend. So c- can you fill in and do it? And Mouth's like, sure. Cool. Great. Yay. Great. Cool. Cool. Yay. <laughs> then Haley uh, goes into Lucas's office at school and tells him about Dan's illness. And Lucas is insistent that he's lying. He's like, nope, he's a lying Lucas SOB. Is like, he's yeah, lying. OK. Sure. Fine. Great. But Haley's like, well, what if he's telling the truth? And Lucas just says it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Yeah. Lucas's attitude about Dan dying this entire episode is incredible. Yep. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yes. Uh, Speaking of Dan, Nathan is at the river court when Dan shows up and he starts talking to him about doing his best and trying to make a comeback and everything, blah, 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 blah. And he just won't shut up to the point where it frustrates Nathan enough that he throws a basketball at his head. Yay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And he leaves. Great. Great. Yeah, glad we got Dan back just to be a fucking nuisance because that's all he seems seems to be anymore. It's just I'm going to show up and talk and annoy people. (laughs) He literally has nothing better to do. He really doesn't. Nope. Nope. Then Haley um, is getting ready to record her record with Peyton and she's distracted about Dan and she starts to ask Peyton if she had the chance to meet her birth father, would she do it? And Peyton kind of, you know, says, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I before meeting Ellie, I would have probably said no. But after meeting Ellie, you know, she changed my life. She's probably the reason that we're here right now. And, you know, in this recording studio and this label. And Peyton kind of settles on. She probably would want to meet him. And then Haley explains the whole Dan situation. And Peyton says that, you know, meeting Ellie changed her life. And, you know, she wouldn't be here without her. But 
Ellie's not Dan Scott. Yeah. Yeah. That is the tricky piece of this puzzle. It's like Haley and Nate and Luke can ask all the advice from everyone they want, but no one else has had to deal with Dan and Scott. No, no one else is family to Dan Scott. Those three are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then you add the five-year-old in the mix who just wants to see his grandpa Dan. Right. Yeah. Uh, then Lucas visits Dan and accuses him of lying. And Dan tells him, no, no, no. Here's the name of my doctor. Call my doctor. He's going to tell you exactly what I'm telling you. I got six months to live unless I get a heart transplant. Great. Um, but Lucas that also tells him that he, you know, he's dead to so many of them already. It really doesn't matter if he's dying in six months or not. You're already dead to us. So. <laughs> yep. Stone cold. Uh-huh. Is. is Savage. Yes. Steve Austin. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. Then, uh, then we go to Haley and Peyton again, who are still working on the record. And um, Haley just seems to want to get everything off her chest. Apparently, this episode, and she admits to Peyton that she told Lucas not to marry Lindsay the day before their wedding, <laughs> after she read the book. And Peyton's like, "Haley, it's a work of fiction. You can't draw conclusions about that." And Haley disagrees. She's like, "No, I read about real life stuff all the time, and I don't even realize it's happening till I listen to the song later." And blah 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 blah. But Peyton just says, "You know, she saw how much he loved Lindsay. He said yes at the altar, and she really doesn't understand why Lindsay didn't just marry him." And Haley asks her to think about it if the roles were reversed. Yeah. Uh huh. The roles were reversed. The person at the altar would be Brooke, and the same thing would still happen. <laughs> well, you know. Well, I think I think she was meaning if it was if Peyton was up there and Lindsay was the one, you know, with that. I think that's what she was trying to talk about. Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you feel? Yeah, it's like how would you feel if you knew you were going to marry somebody who really had feelings for somebody else? I wouldn't have made it that far. Yeah, exactly. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. What then, do I know? Then we go to Brooke and Lucas. We're at Angie's appointment with uh, Dr. Copeland, who looks just like Andy. Yeah. Did you notice? They no. Could be they brothers. look no. so much alike. Yeah. No. Um, this doctor looks like the, the guy that shows his dick in the sex in the city movie. What's his name? Uh, Jill Marini? No, no, he does not. No, Jesse, I need, I need you to Google both of them right now, and and, 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 yeah, no, just no, yeah, no, no, and I've got the name of the actor who's Doctor Copeland. Whenever you're ready, because it's Jill Marini is the one from Sex and the City, Hmm. and then this guy's name is Chris. Chris Beatem. Chris. His name's Chris. Chris (laughs) Beatem. God, I can talk. It's fine. Chris Beatem. B-E-T-E-M. Look them both up right now. Chris they look Beatem. Nothing... Dear God, stop it. Behave. No, never. <laughs> Behave. Never. Yeah. Um, no, they look nothing alike. I don't know. Nope. Nope. And then I want you to Google Andy Hargrove, whatever the hell his actor's name is. I forget. Aaron Hutchinson. Thank you. You're welcome. Not like present day Gilles. <laughs> Not ever. Like, um, one tree hill. 
episode season five episode 16 uh-huh cool. crease beat him okay fine crease stop it still not over that stop it Okay, this picture looks like Andy. I get that. No, he he was giving me other other vibes. I don't know. I didn't think he looked like Andy. I thought he looked just um, like him. I was like, I had to Google it to be like, are they brothers? And they hired siblings accidentally. That would be hilarious. Uh, but no, that would no. be really funny. I'd They're not related that. at all. They just look very very similar. Anyway, <laughs> the CW has a type. <laughs> he looks That's like. A, don't yeah. we all? <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, um, so Dr. Copeland comes in and explains Angie's surgery and Brooke is very nervous because, you know, obviously it's a heart surgery, so they have to stop her heart. And Brooke's very nervous about that. And, um, but the doctor says this is her best option. And if she doesn't, she will probably die within a year. And as the appointment ends, Lucas, he's like, yeah, is there anything else I can help you guys with? And Lucas like, yes. Do you know the name of Dr. So-and-so who's my horrible father's doctor? Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. I missed that uh, Luke asking for the dance doctor because I was so distracted by Brooke and Lucas both trying to get Angie out of the surgery, which is the only reason she's here staying with Brooke anyway, like talking like they have any say in whether Angie gets the surgery or not. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I will say, I do think that they both realized the gravity of the situation in that they, they didn't have a choice. I think they were, I kind of read it more as they were just trying to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The 22 year old processing. When Brooke was, gifted this baby at the airport right. there were no instructions or details nope right. so she picked up this baby at baggage claim yeah with she a picked up the baby at baggage sense. claim there were yeah. no instructions yeah the 22 year olds the 22 year olds are processing the severity of the situation in that moment because right. nobody told them otherwise like this is the first time brooks hearing like what's the surgery about well we're gonna stop her heart for two hours and see what happens Angie didn't even come with a fucking folder like about anything. Nada. Zip, zero, zilch. Yeah. So, yeah. Then uh, we go to Nathan, who finds Q at the River Court and is um, shocked when he finds out that Quentin quit the team. And Nathan tells him not to give up. And, you know, maybe he just has to reinvent himself to impress the scouts this year. You know, maybe that's what you have to do. Nathan tells him um, he's just quitting because it's hard. But Q says, no, no, no. I'm quitting because... I punched this guy for you. And Nathan's like, no, no, no. Every punch I ever threw was selfish. And that punch was selfish too. Don't lie and say it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Then we go to mouth who gets home to Millie playing video games and trash talking some 13 year old in Arkansas. <laughs> Millie is me. So <laughs> I, so I was laughing very hard during the scene because I, dated a guy for a very long time, as you both know, um, that lived with two of his best friends, very similar to the situation Mouth is in. And it is because of my dating that man that I became the full-fledged gamer girl that I am today. And when I tell you, I have yelled things at the TV very similar to that while playing Mario Party. (laughs) 
I kid you not. There, like, there was a time where my ex-boyfriend didn't want to play Mario Party with me anymore because I got too mean. <laughs> so I identified with Millie <laughs> in this moment. There we go. There we go. Mario yes. Party can get intense. It can like, get very intense. It can get very some intense. Of the, some of the, like, harshest fights I've ever been in have revolved around Mario Party. because that like, game is savage. It is savage. The worst hurt feelings, the most tears, just like... How dare you steal my fucking star? Like, how right. dare you? How dare you yep, take my absolutely. coins? I can, yep. and I'll do it with a smile. Oh, <laughs> never, never. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, yes, so Millie is yelling at the TV. Mouth then tells her about his um, on-air segments that he's going to be doing for work, and he asks her to come along with him, and she says she can't since she has to watch Angie for Brooke because she has her presentation. Wah-wah. Wah-wah. Then Jamie is asking Haley where Grandpa Dan lives because he wants to say thank you for his present. And if they can go see him now. And Haley says, well, she can't right now. But if he writes him a thank you letter, she will happily send it to him. Great. Great. Way to delay the inevitable there, Haley. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, then Brooke uh, keeps questioning things about Angie's surgery and what she would tell her parents, you know, if something ever happened to Angie while she was in her care to Lucas. And Lucas just promises her that she's giving Angie the best sh- chance she has as a good life. And without the surgery, that can't happen. And then Brooke thanks him for being there for both of them. Doll. Then uh, Skills and Jamie are playing a basketball video game. Not nearly as trash talking as Millie, but you know, <laughs> somewhat well, close. Because Jamie's just because Jamie's killed. five, and yeah. <laughs> give him yeah. a few years, and he's gonna be trash talking with the best of them. Yep, yep. Um, so they're doing that while Lucas, Nathan, and Haley are talking at the kitchen table, and Lucas confirms to Nathan and Haley that Dan is in fact dying and only has six months to live without a heart transplant, and if he doesn't get it, he's out of their lives forever. Yeah. My favorite part is when he goes, it couldn't be happening to a nicer person. Good riddance. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. 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 Then we go back to Jamie, who is beating skills at the video game because he keeps shooting threes, not going, you know, to the basket for just two points. And skills is like, why do you keep doing that? And Jamie's like, duh, because three's more than two. <laughs> and skills really is get like, skills. Wheels turning. Skills his wheels. The hamster wakes up and it starts spinning on those on those wheels. And he says, you know, he calls Jamie a genius. He's like, when when's the last time I called you a genius? He's like, I don't know, a while ago. <laughs> you did right. just tell me I suck. Yep, that was what it was. That was, was yeah, not for a while. You just told me I sucked, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you don't suck. You're a genius. He's like, okay. Uh, then we go to Brooke who gets to close over bros and, um, Millie immediately greets her and is excited about mouth's, uh, segment on the news and they watch the first one and mouth is, um, terrible. Bad. He's, he's very, he's very bad. Very, very bad. He can't read teleprompter. He chokes real hard. Oh, yeah. he, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He ends with spilling water all over himself. He's like, <laughs> and that's been sports and I'm wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brooke immediately is like, oh, okay, Millie, you got to get down to the station and help him out. I got this with Angie. So they, yeah, divide and conquer. Great. Uh, 
Then Nathan Lucas and skills and Jamie are talking about their game plan for the Ravens. And that's when skills suggests Jamie's plan of, they should just shoot mostly threes because they have really good shooters. Great. Great. You would think they would be better then. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't claim to know how basketball works. Yeah. No. Me either. Yeah. No. Then, uh, oh yeah. Then Peyton, um, goes to New York to see Lindsay. Sure. Yeah. She's truly doing just fine now with that label money. Yeah. Yep. Oh, like, yeah, she is. The 180 between this and Peyton Sawyer unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, that all happened in the same season. Yes. Yes. Dear God. Um, so she goes to talk to Lindsay and, you know, Peyton just tells her, you know, like, Lindsay, the book is a work of fiction. Lucas wanted to marry you in real life. And Lindsay's like, have you read the book? And Peyton's like, no. And Lindsay's like, OK, well, it's not me who has to make the decision about Lucas. It's you. You have to make the decision about Lucas and gives her a copy of the book to read. Great. Yep. Great. Cool. Then Nathan joins Jamie and Q at the gym um, while Q is trying to shoot some left handed free throws for funsies. And um, he's showing Jamie how to do it. And Nathan kind of tells Q, he's like, wait, hang on. You're not quitting the Ravens. But then he sees Dan right outside the gym. So he goes out there while he tells Jamie just to keep shooting. And he walks out and threatens Dan. He's like, you know, I could have you thrown back in jail if you just, you know, by calling your parole officer here, dude. Like, what the hell are you doing? And then Dan tells him about um, the epiphany he had in jail because, as we saw, I think it was back in season four when he tried to hang himself and it didn't work, blah, blah, blah. And he says he has unfinished. He weaves a whole tale of manipulation bullshit. I don't like it. I don't it like is it. So like, I'm so glad that Dan is still gaslight gatekeeping and girl bossing his way yeah, through life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I just God. The show was there. They found enough smaller villains in this show. We did not need Dan back. We don't especially doing what he's doing now, which is just talking. He's just yeah. not doing anything but just whining. He's just lurking and yeah. whining. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Nope. Whatever. But he, he ends up by saying he's going to make up for his lost time by making it up to his family with the time he has left. G great. Whatever, dude. Then Mouth is preparing for his next segment when Millie shows up, gives him a pep talk, and then Mouth goes on to a segment and he does very, very well. Good job. Yeah, he, he did crushed. so good. Yes. So uh, then we see Brooke head to her Macy's meeting with Angie, um, the executives, a.k.a. the really horrible extras they hired to play the executives. Um, <laughs> they're all very bad. They're very bad. Um, are less than enthused when they see a baby um, and ask if she wants to reschedule. And Brooke says, no, 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 no. We're fine. Everything's good. And then Angie starts crying. So she's like, I just need a minute. And she walks out with Angie. Yep. The looks on those people's faces, the disdain they had, they're like, ooh, there's a child here. Ooh. A child. Baby. Right? <laughs> Dear God. Yeah. Um, then we go to Q, who uh, goes to see Skills and apologizes to him for what he said in the last episode. And Skills says, you know, he will always have his back no matter what. And Q asks if he could maybe be back on the team. And Skills accepts his apology and welcomes him back on the team. 
Yay. Yay. We love that. Um, yes. Then we get a real quick scene of Brooke, who is talking to Angie and pepping them both up for their presentation. She's like, Angie, you have to not cry during my presentation. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Because, <laughs> yes, that's exactly how that works. You ask baby not to cry, and they don't. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Then Lucas, uh, they're at basketball practice, and Lucas tells the team about their new plan, complete with Quentin as their new point guard to get them the ball quick enough to shoot all three-pointers. They're not going to the basket at all. They're just going to shoot a bunch of three-pointers, and so that way they can't get double-teamed and all that other crap, and I don't know, whatever. It it made sense to the show. Great, basketball stuff. They're going to shoot threes instead of twos because three is more than two. This basketball team is losing so poorly that they are going to use a strategy made up for a video game by a five-year-old. Yes, they uh, are. Yes, long they and are. short. Um, yep, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yes, yes. Uh, then we go back to Brooks' meeting, and um, the uh, surly executives who were, you know, ew, babes, are now holding the bebe as Brooke crushes her presentation and unveils her new line she wants to start of baby clothes called Baby Brooke. Clothes of our baby. Yes. <laughs> bebe Brooke. Yes. Yes. And ba- she literally says the line, the babies will be drooling for it or on it. Perfect. To which Excellent. the extras do a very fake laugh and it's very bad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> there are so many like pitchy buzzwords in oh, this God. presentation that I wanted to vomit. I wanted to crawl. I, I hate it. I hated every horrible. second of it. I hated every second of it. I'm like, oh God. But the minute that she said the future is now, I was like, bestie, oh, no. No, honey, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. 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 Then uh we see Mouth, who also finishes his uh, segment on the news and kills it. Great, great. Everyone's doing very well. And then as the Ravens are practicing. Um, they're pulling together. The plan seems to be working and Lucas is very happy with it. And, um, Q talks to Nathan and thanks him for believing in him. And Nathan just says to do his best. And Q says, how about this? Instead, I'll make you a deal. I'm going to work hard, but you also have to work hard. So you can make that comeback. And I want to help you do it. And Nathan's like, he's like, couple hours, you know, we'll just do a couple hours every single day and we'll work on that comeback. And Nathan agrees, but tells him to not call it a comeback. <laughs> great, 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 great. Is it? See, and this is where my scene girl brain is like, is that a Fallout Boy lyric? So- someone, someone did a song about a comeback and I'm blanking on it because I'm old. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But just don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, then Mouth thanks Millie for helping him today, and he asks her to read off the teleprompter just for funsies so she can try it. And um, he sits her down in front of it, and she starts reading, and he did a special teleprompter um, on there with telling her that he loves her through the teleprompter. Cute! Except it did, how the teleprompter read, did make it sound like he was trying to get her to say I love to you, say, Marvin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but it was very cute still. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, very cute. Caitlin, were you saying something? You're muted. I give up. <laughs> Both in trying to date and on making sure I'm unmuted. 
but mostly trying to date because Millie and Mouth are too cute. And will I ever have that? No. Oh, honey. honey. And scene. (laughs) Okay, then. Caitlin's Caitlin's uh, acting again, so she's uh, trying she's out her drama chops. a little jobs. more dramatic than usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yes, but they're they're both very cute, and they they exchange their I love yous again, and they're they're adorable. Great, 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 great. Cute, 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 cute. cute. Yes. Then Haley is tucking Jamie into bed as she sees he's finished his thank you letter to Dan. And she picks it up and starts reading it. But Jamie recites it word for word. And it's it's very cute that he's, you know, thanking his grandpa for the jersey and everything. And Haley takes the note because she's going to send it, you know, to Dan and goes downstairs to show Nathan. She's worried about what to do with Jamie and Dan. And Nathan says that he finds it personally hard to think of his dad gone for good. Um, and Haley tells him that if he needs closure, she understands, but just wants him to be careful with Dan. Then we get our montage moments of the episode where Lucas is writing and he sees that Lindsay is online for video chat. Haley guiltily throws Jamie's thank you letter in the garbage. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. It's not going to come back to bite her or anything. It's nope, fine. That's going to be fine. So nope, perfectly sound ev- and yes. Yep. Yep. Everything's fine. Then Nathan goes to see Dan and tells him he learned how important family is in the four years that Dan was gone. And Dan agrees, our family's very important. But Nathan's like, no, 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 no. My family is important. You're not a part of that. As I can never forgive you for what you did. And you made your decision the second you pulled the trigger. Get him, Nate. And he walks out. And Dan angrily throws his glass at a mirror, shattering the glass and the mirror. You mean... He didn't fix his pri- his his prison issues, his anger issues in prison. Doubtful. Weird. No. Shocking. Right. But the American prison system is known for giving people the uh, therapy and the, uh, the help the adequate need. care that they need to be rehabilitated. Yeah. Guys, we're not a prison podcast. We can't open that can of worms. We don't have the resources or the funding. <laughs> not right. I, that was just. Just say a thought. That's very true. 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 (laughs) Then we go to Lindsay, who sees Lucas's invite for a video chat, and she declines. Yep. He said, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No. I I, I think she meant it when she left the key, Lucas, and walked out the fucking door. Yeah. 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 I'm going to need him to realize that. Lucas, I'm going to need you to L set it up and let it the fuck go. I mean, no. it's oh, like, shut up. On the one <laughs> hand, they were together for a while. Yes. So I get it. But on the other hand, bestie. She's already told like, me communication is saved for work purposes only. Yeah. A late night video chat is not Respect work purposes. Her boundaries. He's never Lucas known Eugene how to Scott do that. Has never met a boundary. No, he wouldn't disrespect. No, he hasn't. He, if there's a line to cross, he hurdles over that thing. Like he's yep. got, a, he's a pole vaulter with that shit. Challenge accepted. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, then Peyton um, is reading Lucas's book uh, with tears in her eyes as she reads it, and we end on Brooke looking over Angie. And she tells her that she's going to be there for her throughout her entire operation, no matter what she's going to be there for. Um, Brooke, that's what you're supposed to do. I think you're 
obligated to be there for no matter what. So anyway, but um, (laughs) nice that she's telling the baby. Um, And then she says, you know, I know I'm not your mom, but I I would really like a sign to know that I'm doing okay. And Angie finally smiles at her because that's one thing I forgot to mention. The entire episode, Brooke is trying to get Angie to smile. And Angie doesn't smile at all. But she smiles this time and Brooke smiles back with tears in her eyes. And it's very cute. And the episode ends. Angie's a stone cold bitch. Angie is doesn't have time. (laughs) Nope. She has no time for this shit. She's like, bitch, I got holes in my heart. I'm trying to to get shit to do. I got got a year left to live. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So what do we think of the episode, kids? It was was lovely. It's a good episode. It flies by. I like blinked and I'm like, holy crap, it's over. Yeah. Like stuff happens, but like it just goes by so fast. Even us talking about it. Like, yeah, but yeah, I liked it. It's a good episode. Um, I like kind of where everyone goes. I will say my personally favorite scene is the Lindsay and Peyton scene. Um, For I, I don't I just it, it's so good to have the two of them be like, yo, bestie, their words. Yeah. Come on, honey. Yeah, here's the thing, right? And like the my think I think my favorite thing is neither one of them blame each other for what's going on, right? Because they both know Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. They both know the man that. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. They were both willing to marry that idiot, and they're both like, oh yeah, we get it. Well, one <laughs> we, of them was. Know. One of them said no. I still. No, she said not yet. Sorry, she, she didn't did say not. Technically, no. they both said no. Technically. <laughs> Technically. So, do, they, so they, do, they, do either one of them actually want to marry him now? I think. I mean, one of them still does. That's very true. One of them still does. It's why she she you know went across the country. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. It's very cute. I like the fact that like um, we f- I feel like Quentin's turned a corner a little bit. Yep. Like he's no longer villain. Right. He's, he's made he's made his apologies. They're working it out. He's gonna play basketball. Things are good. He's mid season one, Nate. He's learning how to pass the ball. Yes. Well that's his, that, that's his job now. He's the point yeah. guard. <laughs> that's his entire job now is to pass the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. We can uh, call that character growth, I think. I think that he's willing to just pass the ball and not shoot it all the time. So mm-hmm. yes. Um, I will say I'm very intrigued by Mr. Heart Doctor Man, uh, okay. by Mr. Heart Surgeon, and okay. how he I wouldn't lo- be. No, no, no. But he looks at Brooke Sadly, with like no. hard eyes all the time. I'm all like, the men look at Brooke like they've got a hard eyes. Every single I look at Brooke like meets. that, please. Yeah, <laughs> that's different, Caitlin. You've known Brooke <laughs> for like 20 years. <laughs> Um, 18 yeah. it's fine close close no so I so I don't get to get my hopes up for like Brooke dating a heart surgeon I mean you can't Probably no you can't you can I'm not telling you you can't because when I say that she is she uh he Mr. Chris Chris beat him is uh is Brooke's type like the dark hair dark eyes like and he's rich and rich Fully Brooks type, mm-hmm. you know, that would have been a good plot line. Why didn't they go after that? 
Oh, it totally would have been. Because the season ends in two episodes. I'm excited about it. Yeah, but the series doesn't end for another 400 years. They didn't know that. I wish I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. The number of people I've spoken to recently where I go, I have to record a podcast. And they're like, oh, what podcast are you recording now? And I go, the One Tree Hill one. And they're like, still? Like, yep. yep, still happen. And they're like, well, how many seasons are there? I'm like, nine. And they're like, no. Like, that's the exact conversation I've had with multiple people. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I had no idea. I told you. On Allegedly. air. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. While recording. <laughs> no, 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 no. I gave you time to research. It's not my fault you didn't do your research. <laughs> research. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Anything else we want to add about this episode? Nah. No, no. Nothing. Okay, great. Nah. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to this madness that we call a podcast. Um, rate us five stars. It really does help us out in the long run. Follow us on social media. We are everywhere at On Wednesday's Pod. If you have a question, comment, or concern, hit us up in Instagram DMs. That's where we live most often. And yeah, we will see you guys next week for another fun-filled episode of On Wednesdays. We watch One Tree Hill. We're ticking away the episodes, Jesse. We're almost done. You know, we just got about four seasons left. You can make it, honey. I promise. It's been 84 years. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.